It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be better. I can't wait. Make my move. Live for the day. Sing like a bird. Fly like a plane. Come spill with me, Jenny D. Hello, my beautiful people. It's me, Jenny D from Spill With Me, Jenny D podcast. I am so excited. I have another episode and I am with these Jason Caps. Do you not know who Jason Caps is? <laughs> well, we are here at Bella Sarah, which is located in McMurray, Cannonsburg, PA. Technically you, Cannonsburg, technically? yeah. And Jason is a chef. He's the founder and president of Bella Sarah. We're going to get to know... Jason a little bit more and why he started this and talk about, you know, being a chef, because I'm always interested to know, like, what, what is that love of food that you have? So Jason, let's start out. When did you decide to become a chef? Oh, um, I think I was probably about six. (laughs) Wait, did you have one of those easy bake oven things? (laughs) No, I had my, uh, actually my grandparents on my father's side had a restaurant in South Jersey and I used to go visit after you know baseball season you know grew up here in washington so pony league and all the baseball years were important but after the season i would go to my grandparents for three weeks and they had the restaurant and um i just remember walking through the kitchen and being enamored by the 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 chefs and the tall white hats it wasn't a fancy replace it was a steakhouse but they had some famous people come through there you know mickey mantle uh willie mays you know over the years baseball players it's in uh South Jersey, they also had a baseball tournament there. So it was kind of a popular uh, Bridgeton, New Jersey. Um, so, um, but it was just a, an exciting time for me to walk through the kitchen and talk to the chefs um, and ask them. You know, I, I thought it was really cool that they were always very polite to me. And I remember lifting the ladle of the soup and, and, uh, asking what what is the soup today and they'd say <laughs> whatever cream of mushroom and they'd say it has sherry in it or we do this uh oh yeah and i was like wow this is so so cool you know and and it was three guys charlie pedro and donald yeah. and i i guess at the time i just really didn't think that they were super nice to me because my grandparents they work for my grandparents right exactly but it, at, it like it, get it was out of the, here kid we're yeah. trying to work get out of the kitchen it was the food <laughs> the smells you know that mm-hmm. I, I can remember that 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 kind of rubbery coating on top of the tapioca pudding um and just my grandparents were big food people i mean that they we we went out to eat a lot because i think when they wanted to they needed a break you know eating there but the the rule was wherever we went we would drive sometimes an hour almost to wilmington delaware to get a burger at uh the charcoal pit still very popular place my grandfather would say (laughs) always looking say to go to the restaurants that have the full parking lots um and they're always busy because they're turning food over and it's always going to be fresh. But uh, they said you can order anything on the menu um, as, as long as you eat it. If I didn't eat it, I had to pay for it. Oh. So I, there was once or twice. I wonder where, if that would work nowadays with the kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I finish my plate now, you know, to my own oh, demise. Yeah. Um, but 
the penalty wasn't, I, I might have to cut some grass or something if I ordered the second entree or something. But My grandfather, um, they're both from Italy, from Calabria, and my grandfather used to make us use our bread to clean the plate oh, yeah. of the sauce. Yeah. So it was easier for, to finish the <laughs> for grandma to do the dishes. Yeah, I'm like, that doesn't, like, think about it now. Like, if I told my kids, yeah. you got to clean that plate with some yeah. bread, they'd be like, Mom, yeah. carbs are out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, in, in Italy, that's called scarapetta, it means, it really? which means a little shoe. So you drag your little shoe through the sauce to clean the plate. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's popular. I mean, uh, that, that side of my family was not the Italian side. That was the English side. Um, on my mom's side, 100% Italian, um, I grew up more or less next to my grandma Greco. And... Um, she was the first one to have a microwave oven. I oh think. my God! We charted it back. I think it was 1977 or so. Wow! And um, she, I used to come home after school and take our leftovers, food from whatever my mom made the night before, soup or often pasta, and uh, heat it up in her microwave because it was fast. Is it real big? Yeah, no, it was just sat above the. I think it was like a whirlpool or something. Sat above oh, the range. Really? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty handy. She was old school, you yeah. know. She recycled and composted, did everything the old-fashioned way. But she had the cutting-edge microwave, and it was fast enough, so it saved me a lot of time because I could get out on my dirt bike or ride and be out <laughs> in the woods with my buddies yeah. after school directly. So, I mean, I've just been around food my whole life. It's. Um, did you go to school for? I after did. You graduated. Yeah. I, I so first, you're from Pittsburgh area. Yeah, I grew up in Washington, PA. Okay. Worked at most of the restaurants in town. Uh, Angelo's. Um, I did part of my eventually a culinary apprenticeship there. Uh, Stone Crab Inn. Uh, what else? Uh, Lou Rita's was my first job Lou as a busboy. That sounds familiar. Yeah, he's long past. Uh, his son uh, Louie and I grew up together, okay. and um, so we got jobs as busboys. We were thirteen. And uh, I had already had a paper route for several years oh, by then. Yeah, I think so everybody I, back then had a paper route. I had route. cash flow. <laughs> I wanted more money. And it was nice because we used to wear um, bow ties, uh, the tuxedo shirt, yeah. bow ties, some, I think a cummerbund. And uh, we had the little gold crummers that would clean oh, up the Oh, when tables. you were the bus boy? Yeah. Yes. We would make 100 125 bucks. And tips. back then, that, that that's was a, a lot, lot of money. money. <laughs> yeah, we had like the highest fashion. We went to the chess king and had like the nice parachute <laughs> pants and stuff. Parachute <laughs> pants. Wow, yeah. we are dating ourselves. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, I live right near the what's the Crown Center Mall, I think, the Franklin Mall in Washington. Yeah. So that was a ten, five minute walk just to go in the mall and arcades and blow our money. But, you know, um, I felt that the, the, like the passion, what evolved was that my love for food, mm -hmm. um, not only the smells and eating it and cooking it, learning the, to combine flavors and whatnot, but it was more about people's reaction when they ate something that yes. I cooked. Um, and it brings people together, don't you Oh, think? yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like food, when you're sitting around and you're talking, it, it just brings everybody together. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I have that loud Italian family that you can't even get a word in, but yeah. you, you think people are listening to you. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're all like, ah, talking with our mouth full, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember writing, um, let's see, so I, I did, you know, fast forward to the culinary apprenticeship and uh, ended up um, going to college for criminal justice at one time, I thought about either being an FBI or uh, being a prosecuting attorney. Oh, really? And then until I realized that FBI was mostly white-collar crimes and, you know, yeah. suits and, you know, not action. And being a prosecuting <laughs> attorney, you know, important position in right. our system, but not really enough for me to really make a go. But food has always been there. And yeah. uh, 
but I was writing my business plan for my Greco's Gourmet to Go when I opened in 99. A friend that I grew up with, um, Andy Kerrigan, his mom, we used to hang out at their house and ride dirt bikes. His, uh, um, she wrote, I asked her for a, uh, what do you call it? Like, not a bio, but like a testimonial yeah, or something. Right. Uh, just a letter of about recommendation. The about yeah, Greco's just about okay. why I'm... She she brought up the story that I made a chocolate souffle at their house when I spent the night one time when I was nine. Nine. I had totally forgotten about it, and she said it was still the best chocolate souffle she ever had. They uh, came That's into amazing. the house. Yeah, nine years old. I, I mean, I just read a recipe, and I mean, they had all the stuff. You know, the chocolate, the melt this, the whip the eggs, the whites, and nah. fold it in. And that, I mean, uh, the kids at that age can't even make like yeah. a sugar cookie and, and ice it. I yeah. mean, you're making chocolate. <laughs> I, I I probably haven't made one. I mean, I've made them since, but not to that uh, you know level of quality. Apparently, she she said when they came in, they were out watching, seeing a movie or something. They came in, and I was like. Don't step too loud, your my souffle will fall. And she's like, she's like, who's this kid? Who is this kid? He's nine years old. I, I love the story. I haven't seen her or oh. talked to her in a while. I saw Andy not long ago in Italy, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know those are See, early. You memories. remember those memories? Yeah, they're, they're, when and, it's about food, yeah, it does. It yeah, brings people exactly. together. You all feel like you know you're the the when you're eating those spices and like you said, the reaction that people have, like you feel like. What is the word? Do you feel so... I mean, fulfilled. I mean, fulfilled we all want something happy. in our career. If you're an artist, you want people to look at your your work right. and, and admire it and respect it. And Food hopefully, is art. Hopefully really buy is. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, but I, I've been all over. I spend a lot of time in uh, between New York City and Charleston, South Carolina. I worked for my uncle in Philadelphia. Uh, worked in Nemecola Woodlands, where I did a part of my apprenticeship. But, um, you know, it, it that... It, Travel and food are the two things that I kind of like drive my my passion. Right. You know, part the the part of my soul that actually gets me moving and anxious and excited about doing something. So I love it. Um, yeah. So I. So still, you started at Greco's, mm-hmm. and that's a family business. No, I built that. Oh, you um, built it. Eight hundred square foot little place I rented wow. for eight hundred bucks a month. And it was a, a catering. I made it. It was a gourmet to go. It was okay. kind of like the time when soccer moms were becoming yeah. a thing, where they. Too busy to cook, wanted to grab something. I had just come back from New York working at Dean and DeLuca, uh, running the prepared foods and catering division, more more so the catering there. Um, but I always knew that I wanted to move towards a place that I could cater because I watched my family evolve out of the restaurant business. Right. My uncle took it over and turned it into a multi-million dollar catering operation in a picnic park setting. Not not They since sold the restaurant and passed away and so on. But... Um, I just volume food versus a la carte single meals were, right. were kind of more my my uh, expertise. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really learned how to put food on a in a vessel, take it to somebody's house, finish cooking it, put it on the table, and make it feel like it was just made fresh. So, oh, I love it. And the other kind of the beauty um, for anybody thinking about going the restaurant business uh, versus catering, um, you know, I got my check a week or two before the event. That's true. So I had enough money to buy the food. I had enough money to, you know, produce everything, rent a truck if I needed to. I I did my first catered event. For, uh, I was um, like, I think I was just senior in high school. I, I mean, I've. I've, I used to DJ. I used to cater and DJ weddings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. DJ ride motors, <laughs> dirt yeah. bikes. I mean, you are a jack of all trades. Well, I just, uh, I wasn't a great dirt bike rider. I crashed more than I <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I could throw a good meal together. <laughs> no, but a senior I, in high school making a nice 
skater in yeah. your mail. I, my, uh, the next year, I did 75000 that year in business before I went to college. Yeah. I, I didn't realize at that time you're supposed to reinvest the, the money into the business. <laughs> I bought a car, you know, some new clothes, uh, you know, took a trip or something, you know, but uh, I've since learned a lot about that. So. Oh, yeah. You become like, now you're like the businessman. So tell yeah. us, like, how did you start Bella Sarah, which is in Cannonsburg? Yeah. So after that little uh, adventure with, with uh, Greco's, um, we took over space in Donaldson's Crossroads. Uh, I think the Taco Bell sits there now. Yes. It's kind of right in that corner. There was like but, office buildings there. Yeah, I it remember was behind that. It. it used to be Crossroads Mowers uh, many moons ago. Um Three times the space, three times the rent, but it was a good functional kitchen space for us to work out of, pour trucks in, do everything. But eventually that, in my mind, um, having just a couple trucks, a nice client list, and some catering equipment was not really legacy re related. Right. You know, I needed something bigger, more challenging, a brick and mortar. So, I, you know, I found this property, uh, this, this land actually right where we're sitting used to be trees. Oh, wow. um, I remember passing the land, seeing it for sale. It was um, Nancy Jean and Pat McDonald uh, that own, he owns Atrias. She has a human resource company. Um, and I you know, found the, 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 the realtor and I looked at the land, built a business plan, worked with the University of Pittsburgh, the Small Business Development Center, um, you know, just evolved my mental, the, the, the business side of it. And, and uh, the, the critical part is having a business plan and making it all work on paper. Bard, two million plus dollars and, yeah. you know, found a, I'd say a niche, you know, giving it this Italian feel the the my heritage right. um, and bringing it, it, it just all came together. It's here. absolutely beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. It, now you have how many rooms? In this building? Yes. Uh, this is the main room. This is about 5,000 square foot. There's the Greco room upstairs, smaller, can hold 75 to 90, maybe 100. Uh, there's the bridal suite. I mean, for space to rent is really just that in this. Right. So. And how many people would this? Figure? We've done, we've done 360, 380. It's pushing it um, in a conference business setting, not a conference, and seated the uh, round tables. 300 is 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 a good size event. That's but perfect. you know, the nice thing about this room, even though the ceilings are 26 feet tall, um, the, 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 it's comfortable. Um, it feels cozier it than it really cozy. does. It's cozy right here. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, I, you know, it, it's uh, so 100 people in this room doesn't feel out of sorts. It, right. You know, that, that still works. So um, I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful here. I mean, we're going to take We're going to show some pictures of here, too. But I mean, as far as like catering and having this now, let's get into the main thing. So this has been here since. 2006. Okay, October. so you're going on 20... Pushing 18, 18 years for this. Yeah, years. so in October would have been uh, 17 years, this past October. Okay. So tell us about this Jason's journey. Like, I'm so excited about this. Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> this is me fulfilling the other passion, the, 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 the travel side. Right. Um, I, I wrote a recent article in a local little paper about... Uh, my first trip, and I was three months old, we moved to Dominican Republic, um, travel, and my parents are school teachers, they just want to see the world, it was 1970, and um, so I've always been, you know, compelled to see places and travel, right. of course, I don't remember that uh, period in time, but as I got older and doing that little hop on a plane from TWA from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia every summer, <laughs> see my grandparents, yeah. Uh, for, you know, 48-minute flight that went across Pennsylvania. I was unaccompanied, so 
Uh, my parents would walk me onto the plane in Pittsburgh, and my grandparents would come on the plane and walk me off so in Philly. So you traveled. So, yeah. So that's, that's and I, I feel also like a genetic thing for me as well. Um, and uh, I've always, when I first got to Italy, so right as I was finishing this building, um, I'd say somewhere in the middle, I actually felt the need, I mean, of just going there to kind of authenticate what I was building. And right. I had a great designer. Um, we were picking colors and laying concrete and doing different things, but uh, I, I felt like I needed to see it for myself instead of just seeing pictures. So right. my family over there in Puglia uh, accommodated me. They took me around to see some venues. Uh, and I remember standing outside this venue outside of Foggia in um, North Puglia, and th they had arches everywhere. Yeah. And I called my architect, Ray, I said, we, we need arches. Yes. And that lobby now was going to have... Now I'm looking around, yes. Yeah, it was going to be just squared off with a column or something right. in the middle. And uh, he you know, called me back, talked to the general contractor. He said it was going to be probably 25000 more to add that. And I said, just do it. Because at this point, I would walk by it every day and wish I had done it. Right. So, I, I, you know, I just feel this place re reflects... Um, to the best of my ability, That's you know, the a smart time, idea though know? to go there and really see yeah. what they're at, you know, like yeah. see all their buildings and what they have. Yeah, I, I had a crazy, unbelievable, cool experience. First day landing there, I, you know, that's, that we could talk for an hour on that whole first <laughs> trip in Italy. I just knew the minute I got outside of Rome in that rental car and started driving around into Tuscany, eventually to Puglia, I was like, I don't even do, do any of my no, none of my friends, any Americans know this is here. Okay. Like this is unbelievable. The food. Right. Sunflowers growing everywhere, olives, fruit, um, oh. everywhere. It stands on the side of the road. I, I was like, this there. was heaven for me. I've only so, been to Naples. My brother yeah, was in the Navy. I, I like Naples. <laughs> we went to visit him, but we really didn't see much. Yeah. So I really need to get back there. Yeah. So sure. tell, like, Jason's journey. So 2017, I know we were talking about this mm -hmm. on there. You were like, all right, I need to start taking people with me and just really show. I mean, that, to me, is such a nice thing to do. Yeah, it, that, the, the. It, the brain, the part of my brain started when I first got there in 2006. It took until 2017 or, or 16, so 10 years to really form the plan and, and go back there a few more times, uh, several. I found a friend who was probably my best friend in Italy to, to date, um, uh, Alessandra. She was in between jobs, and we just met on an Instagram post. It was very random, and... She said, I'm not working right now. I said, I want to do these tours to Italy. You know, do you have any friends that are in the truffle business or do this or that? And eventually right. we formed 10 days worth of things to do. And, um, you know, I vetted everything personally. We talked about food. Uh, we lined up transportation. And it just became, you know, we took 12, 14 people and that we had the best time. I mean, it was, it was, so I think that it was a plan uh, to evolve eventually, but to what scale? Uh, I, I'm, I'm still not interested in becoming a Perillo tour um, right. or something like where it's small. Into yeah, I like being there, sharing things. It, you know, if you go to a great restaurant and you and somebody, you, you want to tell people, right? Right, um, that's true. So I felt like I found this new promised land and I wanted to share with people, yeah. but not just Rome or not just, you know, Venice where you could take a tour of uh, Doge's Palace or the, the, the Coliseum. You don't need me for that. I like finding little places like a place we go for a, after we go into the caves of Carrara, we go into a top of a mountain, more or less, to a tiny restaurant in a little village called Montegiri. You can't even drive up oh to the top God. of See, the See, nobody hill. would know about yeah. these things. If you didn't have someone like Jason that yeah. has been there, has seen it, 
no one would ever know. Yeah, but, you know, and we also do other things. I mean, I, I also can't, you know, we're not going to sail past Positano without stopping there on the Amalfi tour right. or going to Capri. Um, Kelly's here. She's been, we met similar to meeting Alessandra, meeting her and during the pandemic and her having similar uh, interests about, you know, citizenship in Italy, which I'm almost finished with. So she um, just the, 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 the love of the country and sharing it. She's a travel agent, so uh, she, she, we, we kind of combined efforts. I focused more on the food and the menu part um, and the experiences themselves, and she kind of keeps everything organized and, and puts all, all the pieces together. Yes, yeah, they're going to go, so, the tours. But we've talked many times. I don't aspire to be crazy big where it becomes impersonal. Right. I, I, I like being there. Um, I like sharing things with people, seeing them smile and laugh. It, it, it's it's almost like the uh, the other. It's like giving them a nice plate of food is giving them a nice experience in in right. a place that they might not have otherwise been to on their own. So that's, see, that's incredible. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, you have gone, you've done all the research, you've done everything mm-hmm. for these people, and they're and this is like a small, like what do you say, like twenty people max. Yeah, we're max. capping the 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 Venice to Lake Como trip, um, the Amalfi trip, or max twenty. Uh, Tuscany, we keep a little smaller. Just based on transportation needs and stuff, we keep that at 14 or 16 max. Um, I'm adding Sardinia for 24 private group that I'm doing, uh, celebrating my uh, 25th anniversary in business overall and my um, uh, when is 55th that? birthday. Uh, <laughs> that's that's in this September. 25th birthday? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that one's full, um, but we're opening it to the public for 25. So how so, many how many trips do you have a year? This would be four different locations eventually. Okay. So Tuscany for twenty four sold out both of those. Um, and this is two thousand twenty four. Yes, yeah. those are in May. Um, we are taking a list of pre registration for twenty five for Tuscany. We already have probably a handful on that for that one. Um, kind of committed for the, the following year. Um, right. Venice to Lake Como, again, 20 people. That's uh, mid-September, I think the 17th or 18th or the 25th, and then the Malfi trip immediately following. So, so it's, like maybe four it's four different locations. Tuscany okay. we do twice. We've done um, Amalfi twice when the demand, right after the pandemic, that pent-up kind of demand to get to Italy. Yeah, oh, yeah. We did two, two Amalfi trips that year, two t- t- Tuscany but um, I'll probably add a few more down the line. Okay. I'm thinking Puglia and Sicily, uh, another one in the north. Um, I'm heading back to Italy tomorrow. Um, I can't believe you're going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to, my girlfriend and I are going to Dolomites, the Dolomites, um, mid-December. It's a new place for me. It's somewhere between you know, Bologna and Lake Garda yeah. and into the Veneto. Um, so I've... It's the problem is everywhere I go, I want to make a tour there. I know, you know right. We were just in um, uh, Montalcino and Montepulciano, which is, if you know, familiar with Brunello wines and Val d'Orcia. See, I need to be educated. <laughs> I always say, yes. yeah. I need to educate myself. The Val d'Orcia is one of the most beautiful places I've ever oh, been. The rolling, fuzzy green hills. It, they, I think they filmed part of the Gladiator there. That oh, really? Kind of that just golden hue that, that oh. sunsets epic, and the wines are phenomenal. And then there's Bulgari, where the Super Tuscans are from, and they grow Cabernet almost. It's like Chianti, almost on the coast. But, right. you know, the tours are, I always tell people. There's so uh, much to see. Yeah, yeah, there is. And, and you know, 
being in a group setting, um, you know, I think some people are a little bit hesitant about that. Uh, it, you, it's funny because the groups get to know each other to right. the extent where we've had people that we have group gatherings after, like a reunion. Right. Uh, one of the uh, ladies that went on that, two of them got together and had a party last week uh, that I was able to <laughs> attend for it's a Tuscany reunion. So, right. And other people live a few miles from each other, didn't know each other until they landed in you know Venice or uh, Milan or whatever. Um, so that's another kind of a, an extended feel-good thing part right. about it that I brought people together. You know, we, we've done over a thousand weddings here, and I think about how many people have either met or yes. you know, you know, it's had a great experience here. So that that, that those are more so than money uh, kind of makes me feel good about what I'm doing. You right. know, I, I it, that's an important part for me. If it, if, if I, I, it's not all about the money. Right, and, and you're and sharing these beautiful yeah. places that we would not know about. Because, yeah. I mean, you think about it. Okay, I'm going to go to Italy. All right, yeah, okay, well, where are you going to go? Well, you don't, you have to have a plan. Yeah. You have to know where you're going, where you're going to see. Because I, to me, I'm like, I'm always that person. I don't want to be touring, like, all these museums mm -hmm. and museums, yeah. you know. And, you know, I forget where my friend said she went off all these stairs. She, you know, the walking is great. But I want to go to cute little restaurants and yeah. bars and a winery and this. and that. Sure. So this is what you bring to them. You yeah. bring them this intimate. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that... Also, um, there's some iconic things that you can't miss. Like, you know, we, but we also, um, you know, so in Bologna, we go into um, Piazza Maggiore uh, and, and do a tour of the famous cathedral there. The, and it's something very important to see. Uh, oh, yeah. Walking around, doing a little street tour. We typically try to integrate at least one day on a boat, uh, whether it's on, in Lake Como, we do a, an all day in a boat. We actually fly seaplanes in Venice, or I'm sorry, in, in, over Lake Como. Oh. We visit Bellagio and do all kinds of things. Uh, by the way, all the, the itineraries are up to date in full, in full detail on the website. They're all in drop-down menus. It shows literally every day. Uh, and that's one thing some people say. I don't want that rigidity of having a structure to the extent where every day and every minute is planned. Right. We do that for obviously the sake of the group. Right. Um, but it's strategically lined up so that there's... You know, uh, there's always a pasta making or some kind of cooking class. Like in Malfi, um, we do a, we do a pizza like making pl class with a yeah. true pizzaiolo, which is a classically trained, you know, certified uh, chef from Napoli uh, that has, you know, that follows the, the, the historic methods and preparation. Mm -hmm. Italy is very um, funny with their, you know, the, the, uh, the, the details. In Bologna, yeah. you know, Bolognese is only made with pappardelle, uh, that, you know, if you're making wild boar. You know, linguine and clam sauce, it's never penne and clam sauce. Yeah. It's, there's purposes behind all that, and they take it very serious. But um, oh, Yeah. I tried to, my dad, you know, he's from Calabria, so when we went there, he lost his dialect. So he couldn't really talk. I said, Dad, I want eggplant parmesan. Well, he just, like, couldn't tell them. <laughs> They're yeah. looking at me like, I know gabiche. I know yeah. gabiche. And I thought, geez, I just, but all I could see, this big squid. I think it was a squid. Octopus. Yes. Octopus. Yeah. Was sitting on a table of all food around it. Yeah. And, I, and I don't like seafood, which uh, I'm, ter I'm a terrible uh, <laughs> yeah. person probably to go to Italy. But I was like, oh, I can't eat here. I'm like, well, I can't even look at this. Yeah. But it's just such, the pizza's different there. You know, yeah. you're so used to like. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean. But the I, pizza's delicious. And that, the wood. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I, I just came back. For two weeks, I leave tomorrow. I've been there for seven months getting citizenship. I have a house in Tuscany, and I, I 
uh, in Luca, and I bought it uh, I originally back in 2014, a couple apartments in the center, but then since sold and bought this house in the country. Have a great garden. I, I have to say my system, uh, eating just a small portion of food here, I feel much more bloated or something. There's something... Uh, there's t- definitely a change. My system went through a shock of eating the different food. Um, but uh, I, I, I cook a lot there. You know, we eat out a lot, but I, um, it's just cleaner uh, yeah. food. And uh, they don't have any, any GMOs. They've banned them completely. Um, but I, I, I do. So in regards to the tours themselves, I, I definitely feel like there's a heavy component of food. We've tapered some of the meals back in terms of, you know, quantity of food. A lot of the chefs that I've gotten to know, they just want to, you know, be a friend and impress. Right. Uh, and they just throw extra food out, courses of food yes. sometimes we don't even know about. Oh, I know. Um, that have come, <laughs> try this ravioli or this you know, pasta Mom, or something. Yeah. But we, um, so, so the food is a big part. Um, seeing places you might not otherwise find on right. your own. Um, and enjoying good wine. Although you, drinking is not a requirement, right. um, you know you can. There's plenty of people that have come that are gluten have any gluten allergies that don't drink. Uh, totally accommodated. Right. They work well, and they're they're to the point now in their advancement in the cuisine that they go classic, but they can also turn around and do some really high end, fast, new stuff that that you may see in a restaurant in New York or something. But you know, I, I try to keep it real. I try to give people a true. Uh, what what right. Italy really is, and right. do it at a pace that you know is not aggressive to the extent that you know we're running hard every day, right? All the day, every day. Um, we have we bake some breaks into the program where people can relax, go shopping, and do a little bit. But it's downtime, yeah, like yeah. But not a lot. I have to be honest. You know, for the cost of the trips, right? You want to get the best of your. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 encourage people to take two weeks out of your life, visit a place you know you've wanted to go to. I mean, I, I really, it's hard. I think I'd be hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't want to go there. Uh, and once you go, you'll probably want to go back and explore a different part. I'd say take two weeks, um, you know, coming with us, you, it's, it's a matter of getting there. You fly over, you land the next morning, you, you, you wake up and you, you just, you have fun. I mean, we, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait till I, I, I'm able to do this. <laughs> I, I, I say tag a couple of days on towards the end. Yeah. We'll find you a nice little property to relax do a couple sightseeing things if you want, and just kind of chill before you head back. So now, are you able to speak the language? I am about halfway there. Okay. Yeah, this this time I'm going back tomorrow, but I'll be there for probably through March, April, finishing citizenship. Um, I you need probably a good full year there. I'm, you know, using Duolingo. I'm 600 and some odd days into it as a, you know in, in a row. You know the um, important words. <laughs> well, I I. I the way yes. I challenge myself by not speaking any English until I absolutely have to. Oh, wow. So when I walk into a place, a store, I ask for things, you know, I know m- most everything I could look around and see, you know, yeah. Luce, Camino, uh, yeah. you know, Occhio, uh, Sedia, wow. Cabola, you know, I, I, but sometimes connecting those in the proper tense. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'll get it. It's, yeah. it's, it's on, it's on my short list of things to finish. Probably end up taking a couple classes just to have some FaceTime with people. Real, um, Tuscany is a great 
place right. to learn. I mean, it's a completely different dialect going to visit my family in Polia yeah. versus. Oh, yeah, right. The Tuscany. dialect is oh, different, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's like talking to somebody from Boston and then turn around and talking to somebody from uh, Louisiana. Yes. I mean, we have, a, we have a strong dialect in this country, too. Um, so does Pittsburgh. We have our own yeah, we have our little <laughs> thing. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I find that people are helpful. Uh, and if you are kind and you truly want to learn, right. if somebody walked up to you at a grocery store and say, how do you, excuse me, how do you say, I don't know, sauce or something? And, right. and you would say, oh, it's in, in your language, you know. So I, I feel like the, they're helpful and um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. So I want to yeah. learn. I love it. I love it. Jason, this was so informative. This is this is a lifetime trip. This is one of those ones, like you said, if you're always thinking about going to Italy and seeing the sights, but you don't know where to look and you've heard, you know, the worst is, oh, you got to go here. Oh, you got to go here. It's overwhelming, Mm -hmm. you know, because you really want to see. But going with you on these tours. Now, what is your website again? Uh, Just jasonsjourneys.com. Okay, perfect. And everything's on there. Yeah, we have a Facebook page, Jason's Journeys Tours, Instagram, same. Uh, we're, you know, building a following. We're looking to, that we, we, I like a community that is uh, people of interest, people that are, you know, asking questions and commenting and, and want to go. Yes. I think of it as a lifetime, you know, if finances of, uh, are in your favor where you can do more than one trip, I think every two to three years makes the most sense because it's a smaller country. But it, at the same time, um, you know, there's a lot to do and see. A lot of diversity in the terrain and the cuisine, and the tours we do are completely different, you know, from the wines and the people and everything else. But I, I feel like, um, no, I, I'm, we're going to keep pushing kind of the boundaries um, and go where, as far as we can, f- maybe three it. more I tours. I what you're doing. Yeah. This is so wonderful. Thanks. I, I can't wait to be a part of it. Well, I appreciate I, what you're doing, too. Well, I, mean, I, I can so, tell you love I do. <laughs> I love I just, I mean, I get to, what I love so much about doing a podcast and doing an episode with someone who I don't know is I get to know them. Yeah. And I get to know what they do. And it's the learning aspect. Yeah. It's so fascinating to know what you do. That's great. I Thank mean, you're, you so much. you're a busy guy. I, I am busy. Sometimes, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have trouble sleeping at night. I know that. <laughs> I, I put my head down and I'm out. You know? I was going to say the time difference too is sometimes, yeah. but I so appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me. Oh, my pleasure. With me. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate you. And I cannot wait to go on these trips with you. Well, let's go have some wine now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. It's five <laughs> o'clock somewhere. <laughs> In Italy. Thank you so much. This was Jason Cows. Thank you for joining me on Spill With Me, Jenny D. Take care. Ciao. Ciao. Come spill with me, come spill.